Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Last week, uh, University of South Florida getting a, a big and a much-needed win over Howard. Uh, yes, not the best team in the world, but a win is a win especially after coming off of a game against BYU and looking straight the, down the barrel the next two weeks at University of Florida and Louisville back-to-back on the road. Um, daunting, but at the same time, you've you got to get those games to grow. I'm sure last week's Howard game uh, got a lot of players in, gave some players who didn't pro- perhaps have a great game against BYU in the opening game a lot of confidence. Will Turner covers uh, the University of South Florida for Bulls 247. He's kind enough to join us. Will, thanks so much for stopping by. Uh, certainly a, a big victory last week was much needed. I don't care who it was against. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks as always for having me on, Blue. It's, uh, you know, it was definitely, a, it was needed. You know, it wasn't maybe as satisfying for the fans as, as, as it probably should have been, considering that USF came in as a 39-and-a-half-point favorite against Howard, and, you know, that was a team that came in at 0-2 in their own right. So, um, you know, but a win is a win, and, and that adds to the, to, to the win column, and, and, you know, USF just needed that. It's only uh, – it's, it's a tough stat, but it's only the fourth win in Jeff Scott's three seasons as head coach. So they've been hard to come by without a doubt, but, you know, it's one that they hope they could build on. A lot of guys, as you mentioned, did have bounce back performances. The offensive line had a really nice game um, in, in passing and run blocking. They ran for over 200 yards. Gary Bohannon looked to, um, you know, finally get some, uh, you know, consistency with some of his receivers. So that, that was good to see. And then the defense posted 11 tackles for loss and three sacks, which is something that you really want to see, um, you know, after after how uh, how they struggled against BYU and how they struggled the first half against Howard, um, and then of course your young guns, as you as you also alluded to, some young guns got in. Uh, guys that I covered in high school got their first sack or interception, so that was good to see. Jalen Stokes was one of them out of Auburndale High, uh, Keon Terrell out of Fort Myers, and uh, Division Two All American uh, transfer Jonathan Ross all got their first career sack. So good to see from those. From those guys, get to see the future kind of get some run. But, yeah, a win is a win, and, and, and now you've got a really tough test heading into the swamp on uh, Saturday night. You know, Will, if there's any silver lining, I mean, out of your first five, out of the first five games, they play four in the state of Florida, albeit one of them is in Gainesville this week. How do you approach that game? I mean, obviously Florida coming off a really tough loss to Kentucky, and I'm sure – uh, USF fans probably gathered near the, the the TV and say, just like Miami fans did when A&M lost to Appalachian State, you almost want those teams to win uh, because they'll have fire in their eyes the following week. Florida's a good football team. 
and obviously yep. could humble a lot of programs as they showed in the opening game against Utah. How do you approach that game? Because uh, you already saw a team like BYU, which is a quality football program, uh, you know, that we've seen them and, and they have size, they have speed. Florida's much the same way, trying to harness a really good quarterback on the defensive side of the ball and on the offense trying to establish a run or, or a passing game against a, a really good SEC team. How, how does uh, USF approach this game? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for them is they've got their barometers of, of success that they want to see. The first one is just starting fast. USF struggled in the first half against BYU. They struggled in the first half against Howard. Um, you know, was only up seven points a half. So I think starting fast is going to be a big barometer for, for USF. Maybe score on the first drive, um, you know, is another one that USF just hasn't done in recent years that, that, that's important. Obviously, you want to go out with the mindset that you want to win every game. Um, you know, I think, I, I, I think a lot of folks around the program would probably be satisfied if you go into the swamp and you compete. You know, put yourself in a position at least for 30 minutes to be able to, you know, try and win the football game. Maybe it gets out of hand in the second half, um, you know, but just be competitive. Don't make it a 20-point game at halftime. Don't make it a 30-point game at the end of the game because if you look at last year's USF-Florida game at Raymond James Stadium, that game was clearly over by halftime. And granted, USF did win the second half in points, and, uh, you know, Florida did bring a lot of their starters back out for the second half, but that was already well out of reach. You want to make sure that this game is within reach for USF at halftime, um, and I think that would go a big step in showing them that they can compete against some of these, you know, programs that you know have some bigger, faster, stronger talent. Um, it, it would just go a long way if they could compete, keep it, you know, within a within maybe a two-score game at halftime, and 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 kind of see where the cards lie. Because obviously, we saw last week a ton of upsets in college football. And, you know, if you can put yourself in a position to win the football game, you're in a position in the third quarter uh, heading into the fourth where are saying, well, why not us? So if USF could start fast, um, you know, that's kind of their biggest barometer and how they're approaching it. They just want to start fast and, and, and be competitive um, and then let the chips fall where they may. Yeah, no doubt. Will Turner joining us, Bulls 247, and you bring up a good point because – a couple of those upsets were at the home places, like A&M, Notre Dame. Obviously, nobody thought Marshall would be a, a program that could walk into South Bend and then come away with a win. Uh, you, we all know, you know, uh, how talented Notre Dame is and how deep they are. Same thing with, um, uh, you know, with a with a team like Texas A&M. We were just talking uh, with Josh Newberg earlier and. Uh, you know, I, I kind of said, you know what, I don't know if it's a surprise anymore if Appalachian State comes in and beats you because they've got a really good football program and should have beaten North Carolina uh, earlier in the day. Uh, you talked about Jerry Bohannon. Here's a guy who comes from Baylor, has that, you know, experience, uh, uh, you know, of Power 5 football under his belt. Uh, talk about him because uh, I think when the year started, they figured he was the guy – uh, because of the fact that he had the experience, he had that leadership, and he had the maturity. And I think that's a key yeah. word, especially on a team like this that has a lot of young players, especially up front um, and, uh, and, some, and some of the places on defense. Talk about how maybe his leadership has helped this team. Uh, you know, I mean, even though you lose to BYU, you score 21 points, you do a lot of things right. 
you look to a guy like that, how valuable has he been? Yeah, so immediately after, you know, when they when they lost to BYU and Gary Bohannon talked to the media, I mean, he was very, very um, adamant that, that, you know, he could have played better and he had to be, you know, he held himself uh, very accountable to the rest of the football team, you know, there at USF and, and was very vocal about the fact that, you know, he has to play better, um, you know, in order for them to, to be competitive. And, um, you know, I, he threw an interception on the first play against Howard the following week, um, you know, and I'm sure that's a throw that he'd like to have back, especially looking back at film. I think there was a guy open underneath. Um, they tried a long one-on-one ball uh, to start the game. But, you know, Gary is, is a guy that, like you said, it, is, has won the Big 12, has, you know, won a Sugar Bowl, has all the intangibles off the field. Um, you know, and, and, and I and I think, you know, a lot of a lot a lot of folks have given him some flack. Uh one national pundit said that they've even struck out on him. I you know, I, I, I completely disagree. I think I, I think it was gonna take a couple of games for Gary to really get ingrained in this offense because remember he didn't come in in the spring. He came in over the summer. He didn't get into right. the program until May. So he's got all he's got a shorter amount of time to get accustomed to the program, get accustomed to the offense. Um, granted, everyone's getting accustomed to the offense with Travis Trickett being a first-year OC. Um, it just seems like they're just maybe a second or two off on a few of their routes. Jimmy Horn had a couple balls thrown over his head in the first two weeks. Xavier Weavers had a had a couple of you know um, drops that just aren't like him um, early on. The receiver. It just seems like they're just maybe a second or two away from really being able to click through the passing game offensively. Um, right. You know, and that's going to be big for them. But Gary Bohannon is a guy that's going to be able to, to sit in the pocket. He's gotten a very clean pocket the last two weeks, um, you know, and be able to make those decisions. So it'll be interesting to see how he bounces back. He did finish the game against Howard really nicely with the 39-yard pass in one-on-one coverage um, on a great ball that he threw to O'Marion Dollison um, right there in the fourth quarter. So that was a bright spot. I mean, he, he, he could throw the b- football well. Um, he's just, like I said, got to get that timing right with his receivers. It'll take a few weeks. Um, and for him, you know, going into the swamp, I, I fully expect him to, to go out and be prepared and, and, and be unfazed by that crowd. Because remember, this is a guy that has, you know, played at some big time environments, played at Baylor sure. in the big 12 with a, with a very good crowd, played at, um, Oklahoma. If I remember correctly, if that game was at Oklahoma, you know, he's played in those big time, big 12 environments and, you know, so I think he'll he'll settle in well against Florida. Um, you know, I'd like like to see him complete seventy percent of his passes, which is where he was in fall camp, and I think he can fully do so if they can work out some of those drops, some yeah. of those missed time routes. Good stuff. Uh, let everybody know, Will, where they can follow you. Obviously, this week's going to be big because they're going to want to follow you on social media to see what you got going. Yeah, absolutely. So Bulls twenty four seven has the latest USF coverage. I'm wrapping up Howard week and, and kind of putting the bow on that uh, today and a little bit tomorrow. And then I'll kind of start working on Florida on Wednesday, uh, some film review stuff up on the site. Uh, and, and of course, up until kickoff, we'll be at the swamp and ready to go. Um, and on Good Twitter, stuff. it's at W Turner 24 seven. Thanks, Will. I appreciate you. We'll hook up with you soon. Awesome. Thanks as always. We appreciate you. Good stuff. Will Turner. From Bulls 247 wraps up what has been a great show. Don't forget, missed anything tonight, go to WQAM.com. 
top of the page where the podcasts are. You can check us out on South Florida High School Sports. We are out of here. We'll see you next Monday. Thanks, Danny G. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.